1: IB Nation, what's up? It is Notre Dame Recruiting Hour here on the Irish Breakdown Podcast, coming to you live on a Monday afternoon. Of course, Ryan Roberts here, Director of Scouting at irishbreakdown.com. Join my Mr. Sean Davis, Recruiting Analyst here at the site, as well as, if you've not checked out the CFB Nation Podcast Network and the YouTube channel, you should go check that out because they have the Lucky Lefty Podcast with him and Malik Zaire on that wonderful channel. Also, I'll be starting a draft show on that channel later this week. It's going to be a full year round draft show on Thursday nights. So a lot going on here. It's recruiting hour, of course. So we're focusing on the 2024 class for the most part for Notre Dame, including two visitors that we were expecting this weekend. One made the trip, one did not. We'll get into that. But this show, in the the majority of the show is going to be here to cover. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, you should go listen to it because we covered some of the More underrated players on the defensive side of the football on Notre Dame's board. Guys like Demelo Jones were included in that podcast. This week we're talking offensive players. So we'll be breaking down what we like about them, what makes them special, what players that we think will we're players that we think are going to be able to take big rises that are on Notre Dame's radar in the 2024 class. So we'll get into all that, and of course, we'll end the show with a podcast so it's gonna i mean with a mailbag <laughs> excuse back portion of the podcast so excited to get into this obviously a couple of visitors this week sean but I, as i started the show with man it's been a it's been another wild few days since we talked last you know obviously with uh the news of justin scott pushing back his commitment date and then the visit and a lot of things to dig into today man but i guess to, to start us off here how's everything been going for you brother
3: Man, first of all, congratulations to you and the rest of uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans on your trip to the Super Bowl. Or oh, well, that's your wife, right? Well, tell your wife I said congratulations. You don't have to. Yeah.
1: well. Oh man, oh man, my wife was giddy. They were. So you know what's funny, Sean, is my my daughter's birthday was on Friday. You know, mm-hmm. we celebrated a little bit, but my wife's idea was let's have an Philadelphia Eagles watch party. Also, while doing the doing the birthday party on Sunday. So she made it sound like she was celebrating the the second birthday of Juliet. But in reality, she just wanted to watch the Eagles game with everyone. But here we are, man. Here we are. <laughs> so,
3: Congrats on that. And then, of course, of course, could every weekend is eventful when it comes to Notre Dame football. It's easy to find something to talk about. But we'll get to talk to the actual players next weekend. So, or hear from them. So, that should be interesting as well, along with what's going on with recruiting. Yes. But we have some, uh, definitely have some recruiting news to get to and some visitors on campus. And,
1: yep. I, yeah. I, I, as somebody in the chat said, we're getting them through the offseason, Sean. I mean, I just feel like there's constantly so much to talk about, man. Not even from the it recruiting is. side. I mean, yeah. Jared Patterson, Isaiah Foskey are going to be down at the Senior Bowl that's starting today, right? People are reporting, obviously, down to Mobile, Alabama on top of the recruiting conversation. Spring football will be here before you know it. Like, it's, it's a never-ending season, right? And we're excited to cover it, obviously. But let's get to the visitors this past weekend. And lack thereof of visitor as well, Sean. I know everyone wants to talk about this, so we'll start. If you didn't see, this morning I put out my... Notre Dame recruiting roundup from this past week that had some of the Notre Dame offers from the week. It had the visits, obviously, that happened over the weekend, just some storylines and pieces that I put out this past week, just kind of a recapping of the full week of recruiting. Already hit on it a little bit, but 2024 defensive tackle out of St. Ignatius in Chicago, Illinois, Justin Scott, who you obviously have been covering very closely, and he's kept you busy, to say the least, right? (laughs) A young man that we felt very good about this time last week as far as his standing with Notre Dame. I don't personally think too much has changed as far as where Notre Dame stands with Justin Scott. But obviously, he was originally supposed to make the announcement tomorrow, the 31st, which is Justin's birthday. Right. And he announced during the week that he was pushing back that announcement. And kind of the, the reasoning, and he verified with our staff as well, with you, is that he just felt like he was making a rush decision. Right. So at the end of the day, he thought he was kind of rushing it a little bit. It's not, it's something where, you know, we're going to, he wants to, I, I think, take a couple visits. I think he wants to just kind of make sure that he is giving enough thought to this process and not rushing it. Because I think he was giddy after Marcus Freeman and all the staff came and visited him, obviously. And they did a tremendous job, obviously. So much so that we think that he was going to end up with Notre Dame tomorrow. So, I mean, first and foremost, Sean, He was supposed to come this past weekend. We had been reporting up to the fact. I mean, it felt like every couple hours we had a new update on it, but he was going to come, and then the staff still wanted him to come, and he still wanted to come, but then there were weather issues and some other stuff, obviously, that was popping up. It's tough for a kid to make a trip out, even if it's only an hour and a half drive when the weather is not cooperating and all that great stuff. But I, I think the great starting point here would just be has your stance on Justin Scott changed as far as Notre Dame's chances to ultimately land the five star defensive tackle out of Chicago? Um, no, not at
3: all. Uh, I had a chat with him actually during the uh, champ- AFC Championship game last night, just talking about Chris Jones and, and laughing about that. But for him, it goes back to his original plan. And I don't know, well, I know what changed it, and that was Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame visiting him. But his original plan was to, once again, take a few visits after his basketball season and then make a decision early spring. And I don't see that changing. Uh, Where Notre Dame stands with him hasn't changed one bit. Honestly, with Tommy Reese and Al Washington being at his basketball game on Friday night, I, I, I do believe that both parties wanted it to happen. But we had a snowstorm come through Chicago starting Thursday night. And then it got worse Friday, and I think from that standpoint, logistically, you know, some things started to change. Maybe we should push it back. But, look, the visit, in my opinion, I see no purpose to the visit at this point in time. And I think at the end of the day, both sides probably felt like he felt like, you know what, it's well, no need to rush this because if you're
1: Notre Dame, you want to be the last visit. Right. Like, and and, and lead, it, lead it, up to the decision. That was kind of like a cultivation last pitch type of effort. And it's just not needed with what the timeline yeah, is now. It's, right? not
3: need, it's, it's not needed because there's no decision coming on the 31st. Right. And that was the connection. So now with the decision being pushed back, you know, why waste the visit in a sense, you know, sure. get the visit, let him visit Michigan, Ohio state, anyone else he wants to visit. And then you get the last visit in the spring you know, during practices where you can come in, see the guys, see the coaches, and ultimately, you know, have a decision sometime early spring in between spring practices and a blue and gold game, which is my anticipation. Right. So n- nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. Right. I think everything is connected to something. And mm-hmm. the, communi- the way the communication continues to go shows me that that, you know, it'd be different if Notre Dame was saying, like, man, we really haven't heard from him. And that's just not the case. Right. You know, like anytime Notre Dame reaches out, they, they get a response. Sure. You know, they get a response. Hey, anytime I reach out, I get a response. So he's just that type of kid. He's just that type of young man that he's not trying to string anybody along. You know, when he says he felt like that he was rushing a decision, that's his true feelings. Why? Right. Because that it goes back to his original plan, which was take some visits at the basketball season and then make a decision. Because the <laughs> this, I don't want to use the phrase getting on his nerves, but it's it's a lot of anxiety. Sure. With this process for him. Like he wants to get it over, but at the same time, he doesn't want to feel like that he didn't do his due diligence.
1: Sure. Yeah, and and, I mean, there's nuance to this conversation because I know Ryan Loftus just put, couldn't a visit first be impactful, though, almost like a tough act to follow. I mean, Ryan, yeah, it could, but Justin Scott's been on campus before. Multiple
3: times, yeah. This isn't like him getting to campus, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's not his first time in South Bend. He's a Chicago kid. He's well aware of Notre Dame, the brand, obviously, which is why we felt very good about what the decision would have been tomorrow if he would have stuck to it, right? Yeah. I mean, but I'll I'll put it like this, and I'll quantify it this way. It's not great that he's pushing it back for Notre Dame because I think if he committed tomorrow, it was going to be Notre Dame, right? Like that's the point blank period to it. But we know that some people in the chat, Sean, whether he committed tomorrow or he committed, you know, uh, two months ago or two months from now, if he ended up with Notre Dame. People would still be saying, "Well, let's see what happens on the December signing day, right?" I mean, either way, it's there's going to be question marks, right? Yeah. I, I'm okay with it after taking a step back because at the end of the day, I would rather him, I would rather Justin be sure about his decision than have second guesses, right? Because then he's going to want to take visits, do all that kind of stuff, right? So, it there's. I think that there's positives and negatives to it. It's not great for Notre Dame that it's getting pushed back, but it's also not the end all, dead period. Like it's not dead for Notre Dame, right? I mean, at the end of the day, they will have another opportunity. And again, Justin is very understanding of the Notre Dame program, so our stance has changed on it. We still expect Justin to be with. We expect Notre Dame to be in it until the very last decision that's made, and we still feel that Notre Dame is a team to beat right now. Obviously, taking visits and the recruiting world that we know of, it can change very quickly. And it does not mean that he's going to end up with Notre Dame, but that's just kind of the state of where we are. And unfortunately, he did not make the visit this past weekend.
3: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do?
2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America N.A. Member FDSE.
4: It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. PatriotSupply dot com, and you know I tend to
3: think, you know, his top three teams. If he put out a top eight list, if you were to rank those teams right now, all of the Midwest teams would be in the top three. He's not an SEC kid, man. I don't know any way to say it, any other way to say it. He's a Midwest kid. This is a kid who had Wisconsin in his top. Schools just literally five six months ago, right. until the coaching change. I mean, yeah, I'm sure he's appreciative of Colorado. I'm sure he's appreciative of Alabama. I'm sure he's appreciative of Georgia. Georgia came in and didn't get. He didn't change his date because of Georgia. It was the Ohio State visit, right, that made him say, "Man, let me do things." Georgia, Georgia, the Georgia offer didn't do that. It was the Ohio State visit and the accumulation of, really, if you want to keep it 100, schools collectively negative recruiting against Notre Dame.
1: Mm
3: -hmm. And that is Ohio State, Michigan, knowing what the decision was. Brian, you just said it. He flat out told me to my face last Tuesday what the decision was everybody in college football knew what the decision was sure so the so the pitch wasn't don't choose notre dame the pitch was wait just slow down before you make that decision consider that's it that's all they had that's the only thing they could go to right so it's really not a question in my opinion of where notre dame sits it's really a question of you know what does what counters does anyone really have to this point right like what's your counter what are you going to say to get him to come to notre dame because once notre dame finally stepped on the accelerator or you know you watch fast and the furious right i'm sure everybody watches that series what is the uh the tank that they hit at the at the nitro right yeah once notre dame hit the nitro button you you saw what happened, sure, right? Yeah. It was a wrap.
1: And, and yeah. I would say this, Sean. I think that because you're right. Once they put the foot on the gas, it w- could have probably could have been over, right? Mm-hmm. But Notre Dame, it's about being consistent on the way through here yeah. now, right? Like you can't have yeah. a period where like you just don't hear from anybody. What you know, once every couple weeks, right? Notre Dame needs right. to keep the foot on the pedal a little bit moving forward, and we'll see how everything works out. We're going to talk a million times about – we're going to talk a million times about Justin Scott from here until when he ultimately does make his decision. But I want to turn to a player that actually did make the visit this weekend, Sean. That is Round Rock cornerback Leonard Moore, 2024 targets, who was offered just less than two weeks ago by Notre Dame. Quickly made a decision to come and visit Notre Dame this weekend, was here yesterday. I think he was still here until this morning until he left – Interesting football player, Sean, because we – and this was actually coincidental, right? Yeah. We didn't know it was going to transpire this quickly. Last Monday, we had him on the underrated defensive recruit show because he's mm-hmm. rated as like a three-star by most outlets right now. And if you want to look at what we think about Leonard Moore, again, go back to the last week's show. Because Leonard Moore, I think, is a really talented football player. First visits, same Sadie, by the way, is Braylon James in the 2023 class wide receiver that is early enrolled at Notre Dame. Really talented football player the show. I made his first visit to South Bend this past weekend. Was here yesterday, like I said. I would call this weekend for Leonard Moore needle-moving, if, if I could ponder, ponder a, a term for it. I think that Notre Dame really likes – I think he really likes – Notre Dame, I think Leonard, well, sorry, let me rephrase. I think Notre Dame really likes Leonard Moore. I think Leonard Moore really likes Notre Dame. I think they leave in a very good place with Leonard Moore. Very good Mm -hmm. place. I think that they have definitely shown him everything that they needed to show him this past weekend. And I think that he has quickly become a player that Notre Dame not only would take, but I think he's become a bit of a priority at the cornerback position for Notre Dame. And we leave this weekend, Sean, feeling really good about where Leonard War stands with Notre Dame and what Notre Dame was able to show him this past weekend.
3: Man, that's good to hear. Based upon what Brian Driscoll called, he called me this weekend talking about this young man, and it's like, okay, like let me check him out. And then I talk to you, Double R, and I'm like, yo, what's the first thing that comes up? His limp, right? And so, just hearing it, and once again, what Mike Mickens is doing in building this defensive back room, in 23 and 24, and starting to stack guys, it makes you feel really good. And now, you know, I spoke to Bruce Feldman last week, and i would be interested in seeing what you say about this, right? Because you might not have the exact thing that you need to be able to pitch to certain positions now, but you can tell a defensive tackle, you're going to work against the best offensive lineman in the country every day. You want to know how you're going to get developed? This is how you're going to get developed, right? And then if you want to talk about the wide receivers? What are you going to tell them? <laughs> you're going up against Cam Hart. You're going up against Morrison. You're going up against Christian Gray. You're going, you're going up against the best, one of the best defensive backfields in college football each and every day. That's why you come to Notre Dame, along with the fact that we have these quarterbacks, this offensive line. So I think Notre Dame is finding a way to start to build that ultimate niche and pitch, that's going to and if they win, that's the thing we always say, right? If if Marcus Freeman ever wins, watch out because it could get really scary on the recruiting trail. So, and Moore is just another one of those young men. He's a three star right now, like you said. Carson Hobbs just got his fourth star over the weekend, if I'm not mistaken, or late last week. Yes. And I, I expect the same for more in the months to come.
1: Yeah. I mean, Sean, he has some crazy stats, man. He had like three interceptions, nine pass breakups. He was only thrown at 18 times. He had three receptions on 18 throws. Like you said, man, he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys where he's in his defensive back stance. He's got, you know, got his butt nice and low and his hands are almost hitting the ground. Like he is a long dude, athletic, really nice change of direction. Again, if you believe – If you want to take a look at what we've said about him, go to last week's show, the defensive side of the football underrated. But he is a tremendous talent, in my opinion. I think Notre Dame is in a great spot with him. Again, I think that he leaves the weekend even more interested in Notre Dame than he was before his game. So Notre Dame has done a tremendous job in that department, and I would keep close tabs on Leonard Moore because, again, in a good spot leaving the weekend. Sean, that is kind of the weekend, man. It was a, it was obviously only a couple of players. We're not expecting yeah. another big junior day after the one we had a few weekends ago. It's more about you know getting small groups now on weekends when they're at label top, and make the travels and do all that type of stuff. So, much more, much more, I guess, intimate, for lack of a better word, right? Ability to talk to these coaches one on one and yeah. do all that type of stuff. So. Good, good job again by Notre Dame with a couple players that were able to make on campus, including a couple commits that that also made the trip on top of Leonard Moore. So that's kind of the weekend recruiting updates from Notre Dame side of uh, the Notre Dame recruiting side.